return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. And he's poured out his spirit upon all flesh in this season. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank him together. For this time of refreshing and this time of abundance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Still got some feedback of some sort. So, uh, One other person, too, that's, that called and so forth, Eric Boyacci. Uh, Eric was Eric and Doris. Some of you might remember them, but, uh, you know, here is Eric. He grew up in Ghana. He studied by candlelight. And... Uh, and all that, he excelled. He ends up coming to, uh, eventually, South Dakota State University, gets his Ph.D. degree in chemistry. Uh, then he, he decides, they were married, and then he decides he's, he enlists in the U.S. military uh, with the Navy, uh, I think originally with the Navy, Marines and so forth, but now a Navy. And so I hadn't heard from Eric for a while, and he says, Oh, Pastor Dave, I'm sorry, I was out on an 11-month mission. I said, 11-month mission? Yeah, he says, I, I was on the aircraft carrier Harry S. Truman in the Mediterranean. And uh, so now here's Eric. God just blessed. Now he's a lieutenant commander. He's overseeing, helping oversee over 5,000 troops in this ship. But Eric's a preacher. <laughs> and so he's witnessing, he's sharing, and so forth. He's working with the ship's doctors and doing things. And so uh, uh, a real blessing how God promotes people. Amen. He wants to promote people for... His glory and His benefit. Okay, New Year. We just want to talk about seed power. So, how does a farmer? How does a farmer end up in in uh, say in our area, September, October? How does he end up harvesting a crop? It's because he planted that crop in the springtime. Correct? He plant. He had a desire to grow a certain crop, and so he planted the seed according to what he wanted to harvest. He planned ahead. Now, we just finished 2022. And so for most people, most people, they're just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Of course, especially the world, but even a lot of Christians. Just hope they're hoping it's a better, I hope it's a better year. Well, I would start planting seeds for a better year. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to plant some seeds. So if you want, if you want to grow a crop... You plant seeds according to the crop you want to grow. Everybody has strengths and weaknesses, all right? So, so, so you already have the strengths, wonderful. Now, now plant some things that will help in areas where you maybe need some help, all right? Now, spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, all are areas you can plant seeds. So if you, if you think, wow, you know, last year how it ended up or where you're at in life, Look ahead and think, you know, this year I'm going to plant a crop to end up differently. It's a few amens. You're going to reap what you sow. In, in Luke 8, it says the seed is the word of God. All right? So we have seed, the spiritual seed, the seed 
the spiritual seed is the Word of God. Now, we talk about Bible reading. If you don't plant the seed, nothing's going to grow. And then you have to take the seed and nurture it, water it in faith, believe it in your life, apply it to your life for it to grow. He's given us all things to partake of his divine nature. Think of that, to partake of his divine nature, to walk in healing, walk in health, walk in blessing. All those things, all those things will proceed from the word of God. So you have to plant, you have to plant what you want to grow. It's not a hope then. I expect a harvest. I expect a harvest. See, a lot of people, New Year's, New Year's comes and it's like they're writing out goals or I have a resolution and so forth. That's fine. Now you better plant the seeds to do that. Because you can, you can resolve to do, I'll do anything, but if your feet are still going in this direction, but you want to go this way, well, you're never going to get there. Your, your direction, not your intention, is going to lead you to de- destination. So you should have a place in your life where, where you're planting seeds to accomplish what you want to see happen. Many people, year after year, make the same goals, the same resolutions, the same comments, and so forth, and nothing changes. If I want a good marriage, I'm going to plant seeds for a good marriage. Amen. Have a good marriage, but I want a better marriage. I'm going to keep planting seeds to help my marriage be better and better and better. If I want to be blessed financially, I'm going to plant seeds that are going to uh, correspond to the things financially. Number one, number one, if you want to be prosperous, here, big secret, work. Turn to your neighbor and say work. Opportunity a lot of times is dressed in overhauls and looks like work. And then if you want to be prosperous, you should save. It's a good four-letter word. Turn to your neighbor and say, save. save. Well, you can't, you can't just accidentally, you can't just accidentally end up with an extra $10,000 at the end of the year. You plan to get there. I can't accidentally plan to grow something if I'm always spending everything I've got. Things in life, things in life, everything, you're here because of a seed, by the way. (laughs) You're here because of a seed. So everything out that we see out there came from seeds. Everything God did involved seeds, plantings. It's powerful. Understanding the power of a seed is huge. It can change your destiny. It can change where you're at today and totally change your future by the things that you do. The future of tomorrow is changed by what you do today. It's not a hope so. It's not a hope so. You plan. Say plan. plan. You plan to be blessed. Now, we talk about incorruptible seeds and so forth. First Peter 1 mentions that. First Peter 1 says we're born again, not of a corruptible. An incorruptible seed, the word of God which lives and abides forever. So it's incorruptible An ever-living seed, Matthew 24, verse 35, says that heaven and earth will pass away, my seed will not pass away. So it's an incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed. That's the Word of God. So it's it's something that's planted in our lives. Now, whether you realize it or not, you're planting something. (laughs) Okay? Everybody's planting something all day long, every day that they're awake. You're planting something. 
People watch television and it's, and it's telling you a vision. It's telling you a vision of whatever you're watching. If it's a vision of the world or whatever, it's telling you something. And so those are seeds. Words are seeds. So whether you realize it or not to think to apply what I'm talking about, you're still planting seeds. By the things that you say, by the things that you do, by how you treat people, you're planting seeds all around you. You're planting seeds in your home. You're planting seeds in your marriage. You're planting seeds with your kids. All the time. So the point here is, well, if I'm going to be planting seeds, why don't I just plant some good ones? Why don't I plant a lot of good ones? A farmer, if he goes out to plant, he's not thinking, you know, I want a good crop of corn, but I don't want, I don't want to plant too much. You know, I want to make sure it comes up. And he plants a little. No, he plants a lot. Turn to your neighbor and say, plants a lot. He plants a lot because he wants a bigger crop, right? Matthew 13 says the good seed is good seed sown, kingdom of heaven. A man sows good seed. Then the fall of the world, the enemy comes and sows wheat. He sows bad seeds. So in the world, there's good seeds and bad seeds. Verse 30, Jesus said, let both of them grow together. Notice this, they're going to grow together, good seeds and bad seeds, until the harvest. Then they're going to gather the wheat, or the the tares, the weeds, bind them, burn them, and gather the wheat in my barn. This is typology, of course, of people that are saved or not saved. But the point, again, is, is that he wants us, if there's good seed and bad seed, he wants to plant the good. And a lot of it. Amen. Not a little bit. I don't think you can go overboard on love. I don't think you can go overboard on being generous to people around you. Loving, generous, kind. I don't think you can go overboard on those things. Amen. Seeds you plant... Seeds you plant. We finished 2022. What a lot of people do, used to do, now everything's electronic, but it used to do at the end of a year, they do inventory. And they'd inventory the things that they had, and they'd see what they had, how much they had, how good it was, and so forth. The same in our lives. If there's anything good about, actually, January 1st, it's just another day, all right? Amen? It's just another day. It's not like some spiritual, oh, it's a new year. It's just another day, Sunday, all right? So it's not magical that it's a new year, but it is from the standpoint, health, healthy can be healthy to look back, take inventory to see what should I do different or what should I continue to do. Right. A seed will always reproduce itself. Right. It will always reproduce what it is. Right. So if I have a whole crop of thistles, a weed... I can't be praying, oh, Lord, and I just thank you for beautiful things. No, I've got a whole crop of thistles. Which, again, reproduce themselves. So you have, to, you have to, on purpose, plant the good seeds. We're in a fallen world. So all those seeds are out there, the bad seeds. The good seeds you have to plant on purpose. The devil wants you to be sick. The devil wants you to be in poverty. The devil wants people to be dependent on the government. The devil wants all those things rather than people walking in the freedom of the Spirit. Now, Genesis 1, Bible reading schedule starts today, all right? Genesis 1, and it just says, The earth will bring forth grass, the herb yields seed, the fruit tree that yields fruit. And notice what it says, the seed is in itself. 
So everything, everything has seeds. Now, I understand with genetics nowadays and uh, uh, what people can do at the university, they can make things so that it doesn't have seeds. But that's not the way it was. Everything had seeds, all right? So if you had corn, it, you had corn, but it would make more corn, right? right? And there's way more seeds in it than just, you, so you plant one seed and you're going to get a whole bunch more. Now it says, so you have, you have the fruit, the fruit trees and so forth. The seed is in itself. The earth brought forth grass, herbs that yielded seed according to its kind. So it's always going to reproduce after its kind. If I plant something good, I'm going to get something good. So for simplicity again, if I plant corn, I will always get corn. I'm not going to get beans. I'm going to get corn. It's pretty simple, right? Not complicated. So the seed is in itself. It produces according to its kind. Tree will yield its fruit. The seed is in itself according to its kind. If I plant an apple seed, I will get an apple tree. I'm not going to get a grapevine. I'm going to get an apple tree. If you cut open an apple, and many, many of us, of course, you cut open apples. You cut open the apple, and what do you see in the apple? You see seeds. Every fruit has seeds in it for the next crop. So if I'm planting something bad, so I get saved, hallelujah, I get saved, I start turning to Jesus and I quit sowing that bad crop. So overnight you can be forgiven, but it takes a process. You grow, we're changed, amen, we become a new person. So I keep planting good and keep getting rid of the bad. It's a process. It never ends until we get to heaven. So we keep trusting Jesus, planting those good seeds, and then the seed is in itself again. You have fruit. Fruit comes from the seed that was planted before it. Whatever kind of fruit that is. Amen? So you can count how many seeds are in an apple. We have math people here. If I, if I count the seeds in an apple, say there's six seeds, just for just simplicity. But you can't count the apples in the seed. Because it becomes an unlimited equation. You cannot, you cannot calculate apples in that one seed because it grows a tree. That tree produces hundreds, probably thousands over its lifetime apples, which produce more seeds and so forth. It's exponential. So I plant one seed, and out of one seed, a whole bunch of good things are going to happen. Let me just say this. If you have children you've planted seeds in, but maybe you feel like they're going a different direction, I'd keep praying, watering the seed. Keep watering the seed. The seed is planted. Hallelujah. Maybe there's a lot of bad seeds, but still planted. Amen. And, it's, and it's indestructible. It's always there. If I pray for somebody that maybe isn't serving God right now or something, but I pray for them, and I pray in like that nanosecond, boom, the Holy Spirit is moving on their hearts, reminding them of things that maybe you shared, something you did, sharing the love of Jesus, just like that. You're watering your seed. And then again, I would use your, your media to text and do things to plant more seeds. Just simplicity. Jesus loves you. God has a good plan for your life. This is a great day to serve the Lord. You know, you can say anything. You're not, you're not hammering people like, you need to turn around. Your life is a mess. Well, they already know that. When your life's a mess, you know, it. you know it's a mess, right? 
People are waking up. Well, they're not even wake up yet. It's 11 o'clock. No, they're going to wake up till noon or something after New Year's Eve. And they're drunk. And they go, Well, they know they're a mess. It's not like, boy, you sure made a mess of yourself last night. They already know that. But they need good news. You share good news with people. You plant seeds. You plant seeds that can help people have hope. Help people turn around. Help people do better. Isn't that right? I mean, the year that I got born again in the winter, it was a 73 or whatever, but, but transformation. Walked in a bar one way, walked out another way. God spoke to me supernaturally while I was in the bar, changed my life, I walk out different. Now, I was forgiven, but then from there I had to keep believing, throw on the weed killer and all the other stuff, right? That was in my life. I had all these other, all my friends were boozers, you know, drinkers and all that. So I kept, kept moving away from that. The invi- invitations to the party. No, I'm not going to go to the party. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Kept doing something else. And replacing those things with new things, better things, my life changed. Amen. Sometimes people think, I can never change. Of course you can. Amen. You can take a field that is pure weeds and you can change that field. With seeds. With prayer, with seeds. A little effort, of course, yeah. Yeah, you've got to make some effort. But you can change that field. You can, you can, uh, there's fields that were awful and people, there's a field, there's a place on the East Coast, it was a garbage dump and they made it into a golf course. Had PGA tournaments. It was a garbage dump. <laughs> well, that's pretty neat, isn't it? Now it's got green fairways and so forth. They think, whoa, this is beautiful. Yeah, it was a garbage dump. Go back 20 years, it was a garbage dump. Stunk like crazy. He can take things in our lives, and he's an expert at turning them around. Yeah. Now, and there's anything about a new year or something, it's just to think, all right, even though it's just the next day, but you can think, okay, reset, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Let's plant the seeds that we want to grow. And it can become limitless. Amen? Amen. So Matthew 7 says, a good tree is going to yield good fruit. A bad tree yields bad fruit. That's just common, right? A good good tree can't yield bad fruit. Because why? Because its seed is there. It's good. It's good. But you go to the next verse in verse 20. Jesus says, by their fruits you shall know them. Now the fruits, you know, also means actions. Actions. So how we, how we act toward others, the things that we do towards others, how you act towards your spouse, your kids, your co-workers, people around you, is planting seeds. Amen. You know, a lot of Christians, a lot of Christians look, uh, they're, they're always so sober, you know, and kind of they're angry at the world and so forth. Folks, turn to your neighbor and say, lighten up. People ought to see some joy in us, right? So on your job, on your job, they see that, hey, why is he happy? He didn't go to the party and drink. Why are you so happy? Amen. You do have a reason to smile, you know. Amen. You do have a reason to be happy because of who lives in you. I understand how the world is, but if we're planting seeds by this, the things that we're doing, then we want to notify our face, hey, 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 let's, let's, let's. Let's plant some seeds here. Our lives should be different than the person who has no hope or is lost in the world. 
If I say I have Jesus Christ as my Savior living in my heart, then my life should be different. It doesn't make me better. I'm just saying it should be different. Different in the terms of how I'm responding to life. How I'm living in the world. You know, we could always say, it's a terrible place, those awful things happen. And it always was. (laughs) You're not telling anything new that's, that's already not in the Bible. All right? The world is the world. The world is fallen. There's bad seeds in the world, like sown seeds and so forth. But now we're in Christ. Amen. So by their fruits or by their actions, you should know them. Amen. So by our actions, people should recognize, you know, you're different. Now, it's not because of the church you belong to. It's not because of a membership. It's, become a, it's because of a relationship. Right? See, otherwise people can say, well, it's because of that church. No, 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 it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus Christ. He's the one that changes us. He's the one who makes us different. Otherwise, everybody say, well, everybody's got to go to that church. No, no, everybody needs a relationship with Jesus, period. (laughs) They might go to church A, B, or C, but you need a relationship with Jesus. And Jesus changes everything. We're planting good seed. Now, what we had today in our Sunday school, Galatians 6. Don't be deceived. In other words, don't be gullible. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And let me say, say, someone can say they're a Christian. I'm a Christian. But you have to look at the fruit. You should be a fruit inspector. If someone's saying they're a Christian, but they're living like everything in the world, then I'd be real careful about what they're telling you. Amen? Right? I'd be real careful about that. So, so if, if uh, someone's coming, the salesman's coming and say, I got, I got all these good seeds, but their life or the field they're showing you is a mess, don't buy the seed. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be gullible. Christians get so gullible. This is one of the things. Like you can take, a, you can take a, a Hollywood celebrity or you could take an athlete and as soon as they come out and say, well, I'm a Christian, everybody says, oh, there's a Christian, let's put him on the platform. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? I can't tell you how many people have paraded a Hollywood celebrity or an athlete onto their platform and regretted it maybe a couple years later when they're off doing all kinds of stuff. Isn't that right? People have Conway West, Conway West. Yeah, no, I'd be real careful, folks. But Christians are gullible. Sometimes people are so happy to see somebody, oh, they say they're a Christian. Watch the fruit. Don't be gullible. Don't be deceived. What a man sows is what he'll reap. Well, let's watch the footsteps. If you're going to marry somebody, I'd watch their feet. They could could look like a beauty queen. I'd watch their feet. Because, because if their feet are going the wrong direction, that beauty will wear off in a week, I'll tell you that. That'll wear off in a week real fast. Watch their feet. Say, I really love you, but I don't want to go to church. Watch their feet. Dump them. Dump them. Find somebody who loves Jesus. I'm totally serious. People get around here flirting with the world and all kinds of stuff like that. What are you doing that for? What are you, what are you playing this little match game with the devil? Go with Jesus, right? 
That's what you want. Find somebody who loves Jesus. When I got born again, I realized, well, I need to see different people now. I'm not going to see the ladies in the bar. I'm going to see other people, right? And then I realized, well, I want to find somebody who's on fire for Jesus. That's how Jeannie and I met. We met together and started praying in tongues. I thought, this is really good. Things, choices you make in your life, right? Choices you make. Don't be deceived. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. I, can't, I cannot sow a one seed and hope to get a different crop. It's impossible. It's impossible. It's not unlikely. It's impossible. So you want to sow good seed. So if he sows to the flesh, the things of the flesh, he's going to reap corruptions, fleshly things. You might say, I really love you. It's a, uh, run. Flee fornication. Run. Get out. Run. If you sow to the flesh, the things of the flesh. Let me just say, I can't believe. Oh, just, it's very sad. But to me, ministries, major ministries, major men and women of God that are doing what nowadays? Drinking alcohol. sowing to the flesh. I can't believe it. It's, it's just it's sobering to me. Just the other day again, I was like, I cannot believe this. What I'm seeing with my eyes. I see, I see ministers of the gospel on, on, on social media right there. There's the beer on the table. I thought, you are leading a basket full of people to hell. I knew a leader that went to another country, misled the, the, the ministry leader in that country, and they became an alcoholic because of their stinking drinking. And then people say, we're spirit-filled. No, you're not. You're lying to yourself. You're deceived. You're deceived. It's just, it's so amazing how people think, I love the Lord, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, I can drink beer, I can drink wine, I can do all these things. No, you can't. Amen. People are like, who do you think you are? You're, are you, I'm free. No, you're not free, you're bound by the devil. And you are a stumbling block to everybody who sees you. I might as well say it. We were in a ministry in the West Coast, and, and they're reaching out and they're so forth, and we're thinking, oh man, this is great, and so forth. And here's, here's the whole ministry on drink, a min, quote, a ministry on drinking beer, and a ministry on going into the bars. And I'm standing there, 10 feet away, and I'm looking, and they're recruiting people, spirit filled place, recruiting people to be involved in the ministry. I could have puked right there. I had high regards for the ministry. And it just flushed down the toilet in a moment. You cannot sow one seed like that and then think you're going to get this wonderful crop. Holy Ghost, revival. No, no, it's not going to happen. Just not going to happen. It's very sad. Very sad the things that are going on. Because of seeds. And people thinking that they can sow one thing and still reap the Spirit. 
says, if you sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit everlasting life. It's very sad. See, I want to plan for a blessing. So if I plan for a blessing, I want to plant good seeds. Amen? Because you're going to harvest what you plant. You're going to harvest what you plant. That's just how it is. Those of you watching us right now, I just encourage you. A lot of people in a lot of areas watch us. But I want to encourage you to follow Jesus. The Bible actually says don't be drunk with wine. The Bible actually says any leader never touches strong drink. Never. You sow to the Spirit. So I'm sowing things into the Spirit, into, through the Word of God and so forth, into my life to walk with Jesus. Now listen. You have, to be, you have to understand like, well, you're strong in the Lord. All of us are vulnerable. Everybody is. And so as soon as you think, well, now I'm strong and so forth. Now I'm no longer in the Bible. No longer in fellowship. And what happens? You drift. And pretty soon as you drift, you're not even aware that you're moving in another direction. Pretty amazing. Pretty staggering. Pretty staggering. It says in Galatians uh, 6, 9, and 10, then it says, you know, it says, don't be weary in, in doing good, planting good seeds. Because you'll reap what you, what you sow. In due season, you'll reap it. Now, I understand. I'd love a crop. I'd love to plant. Boom. Miracle grow. Boom. Got it today. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> but we're dealing, and so many times we're dealing with, with ourselves and with people. Change is a process. That's right. So pray, forgiveness can happen in a moment, but change is a process. We're being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Transformation. All right. That happens through the Bible, through my yielding, through prayer, through fellowship, all those things, and it's a process. <clears throat> Years ago, there was a couple. Every few weeks, we get a call in the, in late in the Saturday night, early Sunday morning, and so forth. They're fighting. They've been drinking. <laughs> They're at each other. They're calling the house. We're refereeing. And then we'd encourage them. We'd encourage them to, well, of course, it's, now it's two in the morning. Suppose they will. But we'd encourage them, come to church. And don't you want you to know about uh, Sunday morning at quarter ten, they're walking in, you know, together. Hallelujah. No one knew we said, you made it! They go, yeah. They looked hungover, they looked this and that. This went on for a long time. But we just kept telling them, well, just keep, keep persevering, keep working at it, keep your relationship, all these things. They fall like cats and dogs. But then they each became, so to speak, a dog. <laughs> or cat, or whatever. They began to work together. Their lives changed. Quit drinking. Quit doing all those things. Amen. Quit swearing at one another. That's always good, right? Yeah, amen. Their lives change more, change more, change more, change more. Today they're in ministry. Amen. Today they're in full-time ministry. Yeah. <laughs> full-time ministry. Yeah. Lives transformed. They come to this church. They've testified of this very thing in this church, like on a Wednesday night or so forth, where people are here, of how God changed their lives. And they just begin to plant more seeds, better seeds in their marriage. Change, touch their kids as well. So in due season, you'll reap if you don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, 
You've got opportunity today for your own life. Let's do good. Do good to you, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, do good to yourself. Plant good seeds, right? And then do good in your home. Do good to all, and then it spreads from there. If you don't have any of that in your in your life or your home, it's pretty tough to do that in work, right? So, But if you have it in your home and you're encouraging one another, then you can do it out there, what you do in here. Do it out there then. Let's do good to all, especially those who are of the household of faith. So these are all things that you want to do. Now, quickly, let me just read this from the Sermon on the Mount, Luke chapter 6. Remember, you know, people sometimes, you know, uh, something bad happens or something, you know, and, and someone says, well, they got what they deserved. No, they got what they sowed. Everybody deserves love. God loves everybody. Everybody deserves love. But they plant bad seeds, so they reap what they sowed. So Luke chapter 6, this is Sermon on the Mount, but it's Luke chapter 6 is all filled with seeds of various kinds. Jesus said, love. Love your best friend. Enemies. No, he said, love your enemies. Love those that bug you to death. Love those that you don't like. <laughs> Which, of course, include everybody in your house, but then everybody else. Tough pill to swallow for some people, right? When my brothers didn't like me, when my brothers cussed at me because I became a Christian, tough pill to swallow like, mm, okay, we're going to go home for Christmas and I'm going to love them. Hey, good to see you, you know. And then two hours later, after they drank a whole bunch and they're cussing at me again, it wasn't so fun. But Jesus said to love people, right? You're planting seeds, right? You're planting seeds. You know, my brothers, there's a number of things they did. My one brother that you know that's come here before, he said, we were really bad to you. But some other brothers, they they were drinking. They didn't even remember. They don't remember the things they said, things they did. Alcohol will do that, of course. But, but they said and did things that were, were sad. But Jesus said, I want you to love your enemies. I want you to do good to those that hate you. Say, do good. Yeah. I want you to bless those that curse you. I want you to pray for those that despitefully use you. Now, all these are seeds. They're all seeds. Now, I love prayer. We can pray for people. So, but now you've got to do something more. You've got to do something more. Well, what should I do? Well, I think you should bless them. I think you should find a way to do something good for them. Right? I think you should find a way to love them. We have social media. we got all these things today that we could use. These are all seeds which involve actions. Right? They all involve actions. Uh, verse 31 says that the golden rule, just as, men you, as you want men to do to you, you do to them likewise. Well, that's the golden rule. Well, when do you do that? Well, you do that before you have them do something to you, right? You're planting something ahead of time. You're, as you want to be treated, you're planting something toward them. The golden rule. Do something nice for somebody else. Be kind to somebody else. Bless somebody else. Now, we're talking, this is the acid test. These are people that maybe aren't, they're not nice to you or they're against Christianity or whatever. And we will face people when we go other places, some people... Not Christians, against Christianity. But the call of God is to love people, be nice to people, bless people. Regardless of what's coming to you, our response is planting some good seeds. That's our response, is to plant good seeds. Your neighbor say, plant good seeds. 
Don't turn around and plant the bad ones again. That's, that, just, that just reinforces to everybody, yeah, I didn't think you were a Christian. <laughs> so you're planting something good. Now, verse 35, it repeats this again. Verse 35, follow, love your enemies, do good. He's repeating. It's a double thing right in the same sermon. So he's saying it again, love your enemies, do good, lend. You're not, you're not doing it to get something. You're not hoping for anything in church. You're just planting seeds. Now, maybe something will grow and come back. Hallelujah. But, but if you plant seeds, your reward will ultimately be out of this world, right? You'll be the sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's what Jesus did. Jesus lived this. He lived this model. He showed us these things, and these are the seeds he planted. Let me just say again. For your kids, if you have any kids, you know, no, none of us got a perfect family, all right? But reach out to them. Reach out to them with your texts and so forth. Social media, reach out, plant seeds. Do it today. <laughs> Do it today. The Bible says, love does no ill to its neighbor. You're not, you're not going to hurt people by planting extra seed. They might say, knock it off, I don't want to hear you anymore. I just want you to know I love you. <laughs> okay? Give it a break. Next week, do the same. Plant some seeds. Plant some seeds, right? So, your reward will be great to be sons and daughters of the Most High. Notice what it says. He's kind to the unthankful and to the evil. This is the heart of God. This is New Testament. That, that stuff, that line, that statement still amazes me, still impacts me, still convicts me. Be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Be kind to evil people. Be nice to evil people. Whoever you perceive as evil, be nice to those people. That would mean everybody in your job, of course. You should just be friendly and nice and so forth to everybody out there. Right? Everybody out there should be that way. Kind and nice. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. Now, Jesus wouldn't say this unless he meant for us to do it. That's why he sent back the Holy Spirit to empower me so I could do what he wants me to do. Let me just let in, I'll end with this last line. Therefore, be merciful as your Father is merciful. Thank God for mercy. Wow. So we're sowing, we're sowing these actions. Actions are seeds. Hey, one more. That verse 38, Jennifer, let's do that. Verse 38 which is always used for offerings, but it's, the context is not an offering like giving money. The context is these seeds. Give, and it shall be given to you. So the context, let's, let's take this out. Let's take out give, and let's put plant. Let's put plant, and it will grow for you. All right? Press down, measure together, shaking together, running over. The same measure that you plant, it'll be measured back to you again. That's the context of this verse regarding all these seeds is what he wants us to do. I want you to plant these things. I want you to do these things. We've got 2023 staring right in front of our eyes. As we step out into the new year, you're here today. Hallelujah. You're joining us on Facebook Live. God bless you. The year ahead of us is a great year. It's a year of opportunity. It's a year of open doors. It's a year of great things to happen in your homes, in your lives. And all of it, you made a great choice just by joining now, but all of us is dependent on seeds we plant, choices we make, actions we do. Amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor again and say, you can do this. Plant good seed. You're going to grow a good crop. 
And then the fruit of those seeds, the, the seed is in the fruit again. And then it comes out and bursts and there it goes some more. My brothers today all have made a, a set of life prayer to follow Jesus. All of them have a confession of faith. My parents, before they died, made a confession of faith or trusting the Lord. People that, uh, uh, people that you might think will never change. God is an expert at changing people. He's an expert at changing people. He's an expert. Look at all of us. We're all miracles. We're miracles. We're not going to heaven because we're so good. We're going to heaven because he's so good. <laughs> all of this isn't because, you know, we got all this good fruit. No, it's because of his mercy. We just thank God for your mercy and plant good things. There's fields in front of you. Amen. One field is your own heart. Another field is your spouse if you're married. Another field is your children. Another field is family, people you work with, all around us. Father, thank you for the opportunity to sow good seed. Thank you in 2023 is a year of advancement. It's a year of moving forward. It's a year, Lord, we are expectant for great things. We thank you, Jesus, for the Holy Spirit that you're helping us. You're helping us to grow. <laughs> you're helping us, Lord, to be like you. You're helping us, Lord, to be kind to everybody. And Lord, I just thank you for the Holy Spirit moving here today and touching people. As we leave this place, we go out into the world. I thank you. We're lights for you, Jesus. We're lights for you. We plant the seeds with our smiles, with our actions, with our words. Thank you, Jesus, for a good crop growing. People listening online, the same thing. Any place in the world, seeds are seeds. Same thing happens. I thank you, Jesus, for blessing those listening, blessing their homes. I thank you for prospering people in their jobs. I thank you for helping them in every area of their life, Lord, that they would continue to grow to be the people you want them to be. Father, I thank you for doing this. I give you praise for doing it, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can you say amen, amen, hallelujah. Amen. I know there's supposed to be some different weather this week, but we believe we'll be here Wednesday night. Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, stand up, bless your neighbor, encourage them, plant good seed. All right. Encourage your neighbor, say plant some good seed. Amen. In Jesus name. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.